Yeah, what's up, what's up man? man? What's up, everybody? Thanks for inviting us. Mm, right okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Look at No Man's Sky and Cyberpunk as, like, I'm happy to expand that answer, but yes, those games were hyped beyond belief to the point of these games are the next coming of Jesus at points. Um, and both of them bombed. I mean, No Man's Sky is good now. I don't play it, but no. I think there's a huge... Like, obviously, I'm not a journalist. Um, I, I don't know what there is in regards to like financial boundaries to people, but I feel like people would easily just be like, oh, here, here's a grand. Say something real good about my uh, about my new game and go from there. So, I, I I agree with with Jake. It's they hype it up so much. Like for me, like I don't really pay attention to the hype as far as like the gameplay and stuff goes. Though for me, it's more like on a like I always see it as like a graphics or how the game looks standpoint. Because like when they launch something at E3 or anything like that, it's always so big and bold and looks amazing, and it's like running at like you know ten thousand frames, and it it just looks immaculate. And then you get the game, and you're like, "What the fuck is this? Like, is like, like <laughs> am I watching something in like eight bit? Like, am I playing like old school games right now? Like, yeah, I think it's. I mean, I don't. I have to read. You know, some couple articles about it, but yeah, I, I agree. It's just the first so thing overhyped. that comes to my mind when we think about this, besides No Man's Sky and Cyberpunk being like the two biggest catastrophes of the last five years, um, Dead Island. Yes, Dead, yeah. Dead Island. I remember, I can still vividly remember the trailer of that little girl falling out of the window. Like, oh, haunted my dreams. Play the game, it was okay, good, right. but. That game was like 100%. This game was this huge thing that everyone was expecting. And it came out. And it was good. I played probably 120 hours of that game. But nice. that was nowhere near what was expected. And I remember reading articles and seeing all these posts. Be like, oh, this game's going to be huge. It's going to be great. you got this. You've got you know, live events and things like that going through the game. And the game was really average. Just good zombie game. Right. I definitely think there's a huge problem with the gaming market um, and and overhype. It's a big issue. I agree. They did that with Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Destiny 1. Like when I remember, because sometimes I get like a wild hair at my ass and I'll go back and like watch old trailers from games and like E3 and like people's reactions and stuff, you know? And yeah. I saw one, and it was like a Destiny 1 launch trailer. And the game, everybody was like, oh, my God, like, this is going to be so big and blah, blah, blah. And then they get into the game, and everybody is just, like, complained about graphics and complained about engines and everything. And then all of a sudden, they did, like, their first patch, and the game was, like, right where it needed to be. Like, but I, I, I remember that kind of like Dead Island, like, because I played the first Dead Island, too. And I was I, I mean, I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, hell yeah, dude, a zombie game finally that we could, you know, maybe enjoy besides like something else. But yeah, I, 
yeah left for dead yeah 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 for sure and i I, destiny one was like that i remember and i think i think the new i think i think halo 2 was one wasn't it like halo 4 like the newer halo 4 like people hyped it up like that and then they were just Uh... complaining about it Yes, I I can remember some of the the amp behind Halo Four, right? And that being that being pretty big as well, right? Um, yeah, I think Halo Four is pretty good. I think oh, they yeah. merged for speedrunners, but apart yeah. from that, great game for sure. I think consumers as a whole are just, we're just getting dumber. Like the human race, as much as as no, as no, so society as a whole. I'm going to do a Joker whole like tangent and be like. There's a problem with society. No. <laughs> no. Um, as technology advances, we as people need don't need to do as much. Like we don't need to be as as switched on because obviously you can like technology itself is advancing and does everything for us. Um, and I'm happy to be like the the lone gunman on this standpoint. But um I genuinely think that people are because everything's available. Um, and you can see everything up front. People aren't asking questions anymore. They just take it at face value and say, okay, well, if this person says it's good, it's good. And that comes back to journalism being like, oh, okay, well, if you pay off one journalist and this one journalist gets like, oh, this game is going to be brilliant, spectacular, and it just snowballs from there, you're shooting yourself in the foot. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna pump up those tires, you better one hundred percent be ready for your game to be perfect. Like look at look at Lionhead Studios for example, they went bust. Fable three was absolute garbage um, compared to Fable two and even Fable one, which is still the best Fable out. Um, they're bust. Like don't don't hype, don't hype, don't don't rest on your laurels. Make that game as good as you can, and then go from there. You're you're right. not a Nintendo. You're not a Mario or a Pokemon. You can't just rest on the fact that you're a ch- you're a household icon. You need to fucking a hundred percent be ready to go with everything. Yeah, I agree. There's so many games out there that do that too, and it's just not what it's cracked up to be. And it's kind of disappointing because then people are like, "What the hell? What happened?" Yeah. And that, you know, you get all these people that spend so much money on all this and. Are we going to talk about Star Commander? Are we going to we going to go down that spiral? Again, come out. Actually, I I was listening to a, a podcast today about mm-hmm. um, some of the guys that play Tarkov, and they have a YouTube channel for it. And I was listening to them, and one of the guys was talking about how they they're coming out with a game, and I I searched it last uh, I searched it this morning and tried to see if I get it, but it's like pre-alpha, and it's called mm-hmm. Dead Matter. And it's like a mix between like the Tarkov that I play or, you know, Tarkov game. And then it's uh, like a Daisy Rust. It's an open world sandbox zombie game. And I looked at some gameplay and it looks cool. But since it's pre-alpha right now, like there's just so much that needs to be done. But when that game releases, if it's if it's like hype the way I've seen it, like I'm that's my new main game. I'm not changing games (laughs) like it looks so good. It's just zombies, and, like, they did it right, too, so it's not like you kill a zombie and the zombie just, like, ugh, like, falls over, you know? Like, the zombie, like, blows a head, like, his a hole in, in his head, and it's just, it's crazy. So, when that when that finally that. comes out, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for that, but... Mm. Man, that's... Oh, it's called Dead Matter. Yeah, it's like Q Q QI or Q. I've never heard of the company before. It's like QI or something like that. But I went on there to see if I can get a pre-alpha code. But it's they're not even they're still so early in development that they only released it to like a certain amount of people. And then now it's just like streamers and YouTubers that make content on it just to kind of keep people in the loop. And then they yeah. haven't even done anything else with it yet. I don't think so. I'm but not man, sure. you're the squirrely. How come you're not getting like access beta codes? You're not getting like invites flown out because <laughs> this is disappointing I have, like, I have like three people that watch my stream so <laughs> and i like i've thought about getting my youtube channel back up but um i think i have like a almost 200 subscribers on youtube but i don't play you know it's just it takes so much see the market the market's so saturated like mm. me i fall below like the one percent on twitch yeah like i mean i'm thinking about just getting some fake tits and then just showing my tits and i'd watch yeah that's 
<laughs> that's us gonna be. <laughs> so can we get you in like a low cut, low cut white t-shirt and get you to oh, do yeah. star jumps? Oh yeah, for sure. And, <laughs> yeah, we'll get like a spinny wheel in the back, you know, and you guys just <laughs> raffle off tickets, and I just do stuff. <laughs> oh. Okay, so. so let me let me know when the surgery is, and I'll be there to walk you out of the yeah. hospital. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. You could push my wheelchair because <laughs> they're gonna be so big, I can't walk afterwards. <laughs> we do, we do, are you talking like '90s Pam Anderson? Are we talking? What's that? Oh. Is the chick with like the giant, like the oh. The one with like the biggest fake breasts. That's what I want you to be the equivalent of. Like Dolly Parton, like that. No, 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 no. What? No, no. There's <laughs> pro- like proper, proper. It's terrifying. Oh, okay. What's her name? Yeah, I'll do it. It's gonna cost me a fortune though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start a GoFundMe. Yeah, I'm gonna start a GoFundMe for it. <laughs> I can't remember. Ah, oh, just. But they're terrifying. They're absolutely mind-shattering. <laughs> so, hello. Um, this is the wolf, and I'm taking this opportunity because uh, I I want to let you know that something happened to my audio last night, and none of what I recorded was put down. So <laughs> here I am, re-recording some of the some of the things that I said just kind of to kind of give you context, but uh, the original recording that I did last night for squarely Sundays doesn't exist anymore. Uh, so <laughs> um, I'm kind of uh, on my own to try to patch this together. I didn't want to waste um, Jake and Josh's time. So I'm going to do my best to <laughs> make this sound natural, but I, yeah, I can't guarantee anything. I apologize. I really need to figure out this technical stuff out. If anybody out there is listening and you have advice for me, feel free to hit me up on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, Just search the wolf one, one, two, zero, and you'll see my tag for the love of God. Help me out with this technical thing. So what I was talking about here in this section, and you're going to hear them here soon. What I was talking about here was uh, I'm going to interview Hilmar Peterson on Tuesday, and we're going to be talking about the metaverse and something that was really intriguing to me when I was doing a bunch of research was that uh, there is a company that is trying to bring what Hilmar and I are talking about is the economy. And there is a company that is trying to bring currency into games that is will then be able to be exchanged for real world money so uh jake is going to tell us who's who he was thinking of and then we'll continue (laughs) her name is beshine by the way b-e-s-h-i-n-e beshine so so, uh (laughs) so i was talking about these these V coins. I I forget what they were called. They were similar to V bucks. And this company is going to mint quote unquote mint 12 billion of these. Um, so you you know, what, what does that actually look like inside of a game? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, mm, it's, it's almost like, like you're not cutting out the middleman. You're just replacing the middleman with something else. I don't know. Does that kind of fall along the same lines as like microtransactions, like in game, though? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Mm. What I neglected to mention previously was that we were talking about um, whether companies would start to resemble real world governments because uh, if you're being paid in these V coins, um, is it this company is then beholden to? Uh, to make laws and to arbitrate labor disputes. You know, if, if you're, if I tell squirrely that I'm going to pay him two V coins for these, uh, for these squirrely Sundays recordings that I keep messing up. If I tell them that I'm going to pay them two V coins, but I short them and I just don't pay them. Um, I mean, does that mean that this company is going to have like, police and is there going to be um you, you know what what does that look like does a government uh, does a company start to resemble a government and you know what are the consequences of that and 
you know, on the on the subject of microtransactions, mm. it's a uh, it's it would be similar to microtransactions, right? Where people are you can make a an in-game asset and then be paid by these V coins, and that that's your compensation, right? So that's kind of what we're looking at toward the future. How many skins does that get me? <laughs> two two V coins. How, many, how many skins in Fortnite can I get with two V bucks? <laughs> I don't think you can get anything. Yeah, you, you can't get anything. <laughs> so my bias toward uh, Fortnite, notwithstanding, I think it's ten thousand dollars for uh for it's a like skin. twenty bucks. It's like twenty, <laughs> 20 bucks 20. easily. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Are we getting paid for two? Squirt, what is this? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> so. That's what we were talking about last night. <laughs> um, it's a, it's kind of an interesting setup, and I'm I'm I apologize for cutting out some of what I talked about because I mm. honestly can't remember what I was saying or what the lead up to some of this was. So I'm like getting ahead of where they're at, but that's the premise of what we were talking about. And I would love to, if you're listening to this, I would love to hear your opinion on what is actually happening and. <laughs> How how good of a job I did try to put this thing back together. Yeah, it's called communism. <laughs> so, um, maybe not great. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, so right there, I was talking about you know, could you have um, companies that have complete control over the economy and you know send secret police after you to go kill you, kind of like the agents in Fortnite. So let's figure out what's happening. Yeah, right. yeah, that's right. called communism. <laughs> that's the secret. Po- that's the Gestapo. <laughs> So, um, so I was wondering if people would accept that, or if there would be some pushback to this kind of idea. Uh, it'd probably there'd be a, probably a lot of pushback on that. Hundred percent, sure. 100%. Yeah, I don't think there would be. That would. I don't know. I would like tank it. If, if my thought, you know, like there's there's no way that would work. No way. No. Because no even no. people, you, even you, like. Even people are complaining right now about microtransactions, like, oh, Call of Duty's pay to win or fucking Fortnite's pay to win. Like, look, every, I'm I'm a hundred percent a okay if 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 I if there is loot boxes and that sort of stuff because I like loot boxes. I I played um, Overwatch when it came out. That game is was great, loved it a heap. But half of that game was just loot boxes. Like the game, you could go back and play TF2 and you're playing the exact same game. Um, just with loot boxes and, and titties. Honestly. Like, it's the same game. I think microtransactions really either can either ruin or make a game fun. Yeah. As long as it doesn't add any like if I'm if I can't if I'm not buying myself level one hundred armor um as a level ten and twinking like a madman, that's fine. But I think I think microtransactions are okay as long as it has no impact on you as a player right like fuck dude uh apex like Mm. legends i wanted this this like special heirloom like each player gets like an heirloom not each player but most of the players have the heirlooms and it's you have to get these like heirloom shards and you need 150 to get it but you open up the little packs and you think about you spend 10 bucks or you spend what is it yeah it's like a essentially like a hundred coins a pack. Mm. So it's like 10 bucks, mm. you get 10 packs. I think I've mm. spent well over a thousand dollars just trying to get one heirloom in that game. Mate, I can a hundred percent agree. Um, I'm going to, unfortunately I fall into the category of, I haven't got enough time. So playing games on my <laughs> mobile phone is premium for me. Right. Um, and I also love fire emblem. So fire emblem heroes, right. um, this is not a sponsorship, but fuck man, I've dumped money into that game. For, for nothing for a chance yeah. for, for a jpeg for, yeah. for, for, for a png file that's it <laughs> it's ridiculous and it, mm. it and then you got so many kids that are like oh the halo skins coming out in Fortnite, mom i need 30 dollars you know mm. these games are these these companies are just milking these microtransactions and yeah. just taking money like literally like taking candy from a baby it's literally just they're making yeah. millions off of it but I mean, like, as I said, if it's not, if, if the, if what you're buying is cosmetic and it has no impact on you as a player, right? fuck, who says what you, who, who are you to tell me what I can spend my money on? 
Right. Like, no, for sure. I agree. hundred. Yeah. Like if I, if I was going out and saying, Hey, for a one-time offer, you could spend a hundred or a thousand bucks. Got to make it, got to make it worth a thousand bucks and you get everything from now on. Absolutely. You'd do it. Oh, like yeah. what kind of, sh- what kind of schmuck would be like, Oh, I'll wait for the next, the next That'd release and I'll spend $150 hopefully trying to, I'd be that schmuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like if it's cosmetic and I can buy it all at once, there's a good chance that I will. Um, oh, yeah. but I think the moment you bring in like Call of Duty, for example, I loved, um, I love Black Ops 3. I spent, I spent a lot of money on Black Ops 3. Um, just guns and skins and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it gave you an advantage because the guns you were getting weren't phenomenal. They weren't broke. Like, they were broken, but they weren't, like, earth-shatteringly 100%, 100 to 1 kill rate. But I think the moment you, yeah, you bring something that someone else can't have that affects in-game, nah, you're not worth it. Get out of here. Right. So I can't remember exactly what I was talking about here. I, I think I was talking about the the rose skin. So there's a skin in Call of Duty right now where it's completely black. You literally can't see anything, and people are people are getting wasted by it. So I think that's what I was talking about here. Um, I can't remember how I was relating this to the metaverse. Um, it. <sighs> I, I think what I was talking about was, uh, you know, if you, it, because people can create, the, because people can c- create these assets, um, no matter what, I mean, like, what, what is that? I mean, if, if I could create a broken skin or if I did, what, I mean, who, who's to stop me from doing that? And going back to what Josh was saying as far as kids playing these games and being really invested in these games. Um, could you make the argument that a kid making an in-game asset is equivalent to child labor? Is that an argument that is a legitimate discussion? And if so, how does that, how does that exactly work? Right. And it goes back to what we were talking about as far as, um, as far as far as uh companies being governments and that's just something that i i kind of consider and it's something that's coming down the pipe uh faster than we tend to think so that's kind of where we're at i think i think the moment you can convert video game currency to real life currency that's a concern i think that's i think that's the that's a that will breed a not pleasant environment. Because exactly like you said in that game, where people are getting like 800 light years thrown away and they're basically being forced to, you either mine and do what we want you to do or you don't play. Right. Like, yeah. I, I think that's that's grim. Like, that's obviously real world. Like, you're forcing kids to not play a video game to play right. a video game. Yeah. <laughs> So for context there, what's happening is that there's a game called Elite Dangerous and people are hanging out where newbies spawn in and they're warping them 800 light years away, but then giving them ships with a two light year jump radius. So they're being forced to work for these super rare minerals and <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like modern day slavery. So that's... Uh, that's the situation that's happening in inside of one of these metaverses. And, you know, how do you deal with that? Hold on. Together Labs, weren't... That was IMVU. That was that really, like... That was that game that all of the f- girls at my high school played at least one year of their life. They've... they've that's the new company. That's I remember hearing about this. They've been, like, rebranded as this. Yeah, so... Together Weird. Lab, yeah, Together Labs is um, the company that I was talking about earlier. Uh, mm. It's I did things out of order, but the company that I was talking about is Together Labs, and they're the ones that are making twelve billion of these V coins, mm. and they're trying to sell them to other companies like Fortnite and Minecraft and whatever. And using that, you will be able to. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. 
you'll you'll be able to get uh, virtual currency real world value real world value out of like, it so, i mean so that's uh the background then what's the difference between say this vcoin and a cryptocurrency which is the same hypothetical scenario of this is a made up fake currency that now i've just told you it has value so yeah there's literally no difference between a fiat currency mm. and um these cryptocurrencies it's it's a promise so should we get on this do you, who, uh, i guess i'm the finance specialist uh, do i think we should get on this no <laughs> <laughs> no Absolutely i do not, not think we should no do not buy into bitcoin <laughs> do not it's funny that we're talking about this because i actually saw a tiktok today about uh, mm. uh mining cryptocurrency so mm. i opened up an account and i started mining cryptocurrency today because <laughs> there's a uh, a free a free site um uh something high hash or something like that i can't remember what it is um but uh you just basically create a free account and you can use basically your gaming computer to do so and so Ooh. i have an rx5700 so basically my card is equivalent to like a 2070 or a you know 2080 and mm. like last year's model cards and or two years ago whatever and the 1080s yeah yeah and so i I just, for shits and grins, just opened up an account just to see what would happen and immediately started my card and switched it to that instead of, like, CPU and everything. And it is basically, I think I've made, it says if I did it for 24 hours, I could make at least $5 and, like, 26 cents every 24 hours with just one graphics card after doing it. So then I got really deep into it. And I started looking mm. at YouTube videos on like all these, you know, mining rigs and setups and everything like that. And mm. these guys were like, they're buying these machines that are upwards of like $5,000 that you can't even buy anymore just yeah. to mine. And I didn't really catch the terminology and what kind of coins and stuff like this. But right now, as of today, what a Bitcoin's worth like 11000 US uh, dollars? It's way more. I think it is. It's up toward 30000 Yeah, more, I think. Is it like... Well, I know it's like it. I see like on my stock app and stuff. It's like up to like what thirty three thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I think um, it's currently worth uh, today. It's currently worth fifty thousand Australian. So convert that uh, American dollars. for one Bitcoin. Yeah, for one Bitcoin. Yeah. So right now on the stock market, one Bitcoin is trading for thirty thousand. Okay. And you can trans. You, so you can translate a Bitcoin into regular money, correct? Yes. Yeah. If somebody's willing to take it, that is. Yeah. Right. So the whole the whole premise is if if because because you say well this is worth thirty eight thousand dollars American or fifty thousand dollars Australian, mm-hmm. I want to buy this fifty thousand dollar item for this one thing that I'm going to give you on a USB. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. That's just yeah. But so I just decided to do it because there's other mining options too like you can get up to a bitcoin but it's the yeah. other stuff that it's mining so I, I mean I ha- yeah it, yeah yeah so it's i haven't really you know got too hyped into it i was just curious like yeah i'm gonna open up an account and see what happens and it said i have like i think i have like three dollars in there right now and i was like oh that's cool but then you got to do all these extra steps like you got to get a cryptocurrency wallet so you have to yeah. download like another app to put it into a wallet mm. to then translate it and then all this stuff. So I don't know. I mean, everything that I looked up, people were making with these machines like upwards of like $500 a day. And now. Yeah, but what are they spending burning out power, burning out one of these cards? And what are they spending on electricity to maintain everything? Right. Well, that was the other argument was the electricity to do so. Yeah. Um, the returns sometimes wasn't worth it depending on how long you're running it for yeah so i mean for me personally like i'm not gonna skyrocket my electric bill just to fucking mine some online currency but everybody's saying like 2021 is the biggest time for cryptocurrency blah blah blah. money's going away everything's online now so i was just like my my boss my boss has been beating me over the head for the last 12 months in regards to one specific share bnk he's like jake i'm telling you now as your boss and as your friend, BNK worth like 30 cents a share at the moment, like Jack and shit put together. Um, he's like, nah, end of this year, they will be at least triple that. Trust me, 
I'm putting coin into it. You should put coin into it. Let's make money together. I'm like, I don't know. BNK, because it's, it's Chinese stock, so it's like, uh, if, you, if you invest in it, obviously it's good. It's, mm-hmm. like, no one can imagine it going down, so it's like the safest bet possible. I, right. since, our, since our last conversation of me being like, nah, property is number one, I've actually done a lot of research into into stocks and shares and things like that, so you're welcome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, I think anything that can anything that doesn't have cat like a, a physical value, I'm just incredibly skeptical of. Like right. just because what's stopping the only thing that's keeping these digital currencies alive is the fact that someone is saying this digital currency is alive. That's my biggest thought. I agree. So I think what I was saying here was that um, it's no cryptocurrency is literally no different than fiat currency. And when, so when you, um, uh, fiat currency is based on a promise. It's based on nothing. When we were on the gold standard, you used to be able to exchange a dollar for an ounce of gold. So it's, um, it's based on promise. It's really not based on anything, but I don't know if 2021 is going to be the year for cryptocurrency, but it, could be you know with the with with the success of um you know bitcoin and you know this being k or whatever uh it's possible it's possible to see this kind of thing um be more more and more in reality and what's happening with together labs is that it's all based on people using it it's based on trust so if more and more people use this v coin the idea is that uh it'll have more and more value and but it starts in this imvu game um imvu right and i couldn't remember the name of the game so it's uh the idea is that there are the guinea pigs and that once people are exchanging things outside of that game then 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 the coin really starts to gain value if you start using it if you start seeing it inside of games like fortnite or minecraft or elite dangerous or eve online the more and more you see this the more and more value it's going to have Mm. because um more and more people are using it and they see it's a trust thing they see the value in the thing so that's uh gets picked up right so that's that's how this is going to work I think if it's marketed the right way, yeah, absolutely. If it, you, you've got to market it that kids can do it. And I think that's the big thing. You've got to aim it not at people our age, but people younger. So what I was curious about here was that, um, you know, going back to mm. whether a government can be, or I mean, a company could start to resemble a government is if you have a 13-year-old making an in-game asset, making mm. a skin or something, could that be... Um, consider child labor and how do you again how do you deal with that we, is there a court system are there police is that through the company is that through the terms of service you know what i mean right right so that's that's a good question i like that so i mean that's something that we have to consider and it's coming down the the pipe faster than i think most of us realize because it's being done inside this yeah it's being done inside this um small game inside imvu that people are yeah people are not fair people are starting to pick up but it's it's accelerating at a pace that we maybe don't realize and that was the that was the crux of the conversation that we had so what you got oh man um i i don't i don't have much either i mean I've been trying to keep up with stuff. I mean, it in the gaming world is just so much that's not going on right now. So I was wondering, mm. what, everybody's delayed. Everybody's if they had anything like to talk my about. game, like Tarkov. I mean, everything's like gone back. You know, just because yeah. of COVID. Like all I hear is, oh, we're not even in the office right now. You know, or anymore. You mm. know, I mean, I think COVID's playing a huge factor on everything, but. I mean, I don't know. I mean, but like you said, you know, um, you know, with like Epic buying their mini mall and stuff, like, are mm. they, is all these big companies even in the office creating anything, or is it just, is it just kind of everybody's just kind of waiting now until 
the end of all this. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, no one can really operate. Go, right. sorry, go ahead. So I, I forget what I was talking about here. I think I was talking about um, Epic buying the, the mall and, I think people are, these companies are, maybe they're not actively developing games, but they're doing things um, business-wise that are, that are, um, we're not necessarily seeing, like Epic Games buying a mall. Where are they at? Are they in the construction phase? Are they in the demolition phase? Have they completed the purchase? You know, um, are they more focused on that while people are working from home? Are they trying to figure out how to go about this? And I think something that I touched on was, um, you know, we we know that some of these companies are going out and looking at uh, buying other studios to increase their portfolio. So is that something that's happening? Or, you know, I, I don't believe, in essence, that these companies are just sitting around doing nothing um, while we just kind of wait for things to blow over. So it... Um, I believe that's what I was talking about. And we're, we're going to have to find out together because we're listening at the same time. You and I are listening live at the same time. And uh, I'm trying to fill in the blanks for you because, again, I didn't want to waste um, Josh and Jake's uh, efforts and their time with me. And I need to figure these technical issues out. Please, somebody help me figure this out. <laughs> uh, here we go. Oh yeah. Didn't 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 a company in America make a warthog or somewhere they, there was a warthog drivable like has oh, already been made? There's a few. Hmm. But I think it's like on a personal level. Like okay. I don't think it's like a big manufacturer. Okay, so anything. the background here is that Xbox marketing wants to wants Elon Musk to make a warthog and I said yes, they there is a private warthog but nobody's making it uh on a large scale. So <laughs> that's mm. That's the background there. Um, real life warhawks. Well, I mean, the truck looks like similar. <laughs> I mean, the Cybertruck looks like something I played on Nintendo 64, and people still think it's cool. Yeah. So, so right here, I said that honestly, the Cybertruck looks like the vehicle from the tank from Star Fox, but I can't remember what it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, The yeah. Landmaster. The Landmaster. <laughs> yes. Oh, my Someone, God. Okay, if I don't see Landmaster, someone like slapping on a turret and painting up blue and white in the next two days, I'm gonna be real disappointed. <laughs> oh, we're just, I would absolutely. <laughs> didn't you want to say you wanted to talk about the magic cards? Yeah, um, yeah. So big thing um, that's been happening in the finance world, which is also related to games. Technically, it's a board game. Uh, magic Gathering. Um, a lot of people, if uh, if you're not aware, I'm not sure if you guys are aware that there's a list of cards uh, called the reserve list that are basically like we will never ever print these cards again ever hmm. so there's like yeah the the super expensive first edition cards like your black lotus your power nine which is like your most powerful cards in magic are on these lists um and a lot of the cards on this are just super old as well so what happened probably what about two or three months ago um there was this big shift this one large investor nickname i think his name on social media is alpha investments um, his name is Rudy. He actually cashed out everything in his portfolio and invested everything into the Magic the Gathering space. He's a big nerd anyway, but he's like, I'm just going to cash out everything and just solely focus on this because he's looking at the growth rates of, of cards and like sealed products and he's getting larger returns back on this. I mean, look at Pokemon, for example. Right. Uh, five years ago, a base set booster box was 400 bucks American. Now it's 50 grand American. Jesus Christ. So this bloke's just looking at this market and he's gone, okay, well, I need to start cashing on this because obviously prices have stagnated. And you've seen cards, um, for example, that probably October last year were maybe 110 to $150 and uh, right. now sitting around the 12 to 1500 Australian mark. That's wow. a 1,000% markup. Jesus. So I, I've noticed it's not just Pokemon either, and no. or Magic or anything. I mean, like, I think I saw a video. Yeah, I saw a video today about uh, like NFL and sports teams and like mm -hmm. those kind of cards too. And everybody's like, oh, you know. And I was like, since how is trading cards becoming such a thing all of a sudden? Like, 
you know, I, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, so I th- trading cards would be so big. Yeah, I think a, a big thing that's happened is um, a lot of, I mean, you all know Logan Paul, Logic, yeah, um, yeah. Steve Aoki. Uh, those, those guys have just been, like, vomiting money into these sort of events because people want to see it, and people love looking at nostalgic Pokemon cards and things like that. Right. And I genuinely think that that's had a big hit to the market, and that's obviously caused things to price up. But then you've got people like Alpha Investments who are going out of his way to just buy up stock and manually driving the price up for, for individuals. And because everyone's suddenly saying, oh, well, okay, it's no longer about being a player, it's a collector, I'm, I want to get on this. So suddenly a card that's worth 100 bucks is now worth 200 bucks or 300 bucks. Um, like I've got examples of cards that were that I paid fifty bucks like twelve months ago, and are now sitting over three hundred bucks. Like Jesus, yeah. Um, I think I think at the moment there's this real big nostalgia cash grab, um, and that's why things like Pokemon and Magic and even cards like Digimon, like the Digimon card game, hasn't existed for over 30, almost thirty years. Um, no, sorry, almost twenty years, and people are going nuts for it. People have bought out stock. Harry Potter think, playing cards have been bought out of stock. That makes me think about the um now that now that like kind of we're on the subject, they the uh like the actual stores that mm. solely sell like sports memorabilia or and or that kind of thing. Could mm. you walk into like one of these stores with like a a Pokemon deck and be like this is worth something now. You know, like because if you look at it, like, how much is that store worth now? Because all these, mm. like, everything else around it is is going up. Mm. What, what else, how much money is actually in this game now? If you really think that, about it. Yeah, I mean, especially if you think about sports memorabilia, because sports is huge. Like, people are always going to love sports. And people are always right. going to want, like, a like a Michael Jordan Ricard or XYZ. I don't know. I'm not a sports right. guy. Um if you walked into like I guess a memorabilia place, like hey, here's a here's a stack of Pokemon cards. This is worth more than half the shit in your store. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I think that'd have a huge impact. I think people would be what like, what the well, fuck is a Pikachu? This exactly. isn't a baseball player. Who <laughs> did you play for? Did you play for the Mets or did you play for like? <laughs> you played for Ash, Ash, dude. Is he a Ash Ravens Ketchum, fan? Dude. Like, I hope not. Ash Ketchum was his, his head coach, man. Like right. that just made because I, I remember vaguely in Vegas we um we were mm. walking down Fremont Street and we were doing something. We, it was just a sunny day out. We just went down and walked Fremont for a while and hung out and had some lunch and stuff. Me and my wife and took my yeah. daughter down there and. They had a sports, they had like a memorabilia store there. And so I walked in and they had like, you know, of course, signed headshots of, you know, Babe Ruth and, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if you think about it, can you go into one of these places or would you have to take that since it's more on the gamer side and or nerdy side of the playing field? Mm. Could you go in and, you know, then make money off selling a card to one of these stores, even though that's just a strictly, you know, sports memorabilia store. You don't see anything like that. I don't think you could walk into those places yet because obviously the people who are selling those sort of things are strictly dedicated to one market. Right. Um, there's no diversification that's hit at this point in time. They are just sports. Right. Um, but I reckon if you walked into a general collectibles, not a sports memorabilia place, and just did, right. like, general memorabilia. Um, I'm trying to think what type of, like, yeah. That would probably be where you'd find people be like, oh, oh shit, okay, I know what I'm looking at. Um, but I don't think you could walk into, like, a you know, an NBA collectible store with um, a Holofoil first edition Shadowless Charizard card and be like, <laughs> give me 50 grand. Hey, this is worth a million dollars. Yeah. That makes sense. I reckon I will trade you for this card for that Michael Jordan jersey signed. <laughs> so something that you may or may not have seen was that uh Logan Paul, speaking of Logan Paul, um, he went out and bought two million dollars worth of Pokemon cards. I think they're all brand new. I don't think they're old even. Um, but that box that was open. Oh no, the the champions, whatever it's called. It was it wasn't a box that was open or something. Like some guy spent that much money too on one, and the box was open. 
and yeah. all the cards were fucked up. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember hearing about that. But yeah, no. it got off eBay or something. This is three three days ago. Logan Paul will auction first edition Pokemon cards boosted live on stream. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Like, yeah, so so that's uh... okay. So he he's gone out and bought. Yeah, by the looks of it, he's just gone out and bought every box available. Like I'm looking at the I'm reading a presser from um, Dicebreaker. Um, and this, he's just gone out and cashed in. He's he's the biggest prick on the market. He's gone out, spent. He has. Yeah. Like I... these cards, he's just he's cornered the market. He's going, no, no, this is on me. I'm going to make more money on this two million dollars right. than anyone else will make. My kid like, will never see a Pokemon card ever again. Right. Right. Hundred percent. Tragedy. So this is kind of what happens with a short sale, right? This is what you see with GameStop people pump up the market they pump right. up the price they pump mm. up the price of the of the cards and then right and then they sell out and people yeah some people get stuck with the with the bill at the end of it and they're the ones that ultimately end up paying for these things yeah not, not the rich people holy shit guys listen to this um up until like last year so obviously as we talk about magic the gathering the most expensive card is a black lotus like that is the creme de la creme of good shit mm. um that was actually beaten as like, pardon? Isn't it banned? It's banned in like most formats. Most formats, you can still play it. But um, it was actually outbid as the most expensive card ever sold to an ultra rare Blastoise. So yeah, really? for the first yeah. time ever, Pokemon is out, out like valued or outbid at a Magic card, and that's that's. That's huge. If you think about it, too, Magic's always going to be bigger than Pokemon because that's always been like the game to play when it comes to like trading cards. Yeah, if you're playing a trading cards game, you're playing Magic. Yeah, you're playing. It doesn't Magic matter what you're saying. You, yeah. you collect Pokemon cards, you play Magic. Yeah, it's yeah. like an actual game you play. Like people take mm. that shit serious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like man, man, I scalped yeah. a kid for like a couple of rare cards. Don't worry about it. Like I take yeah. it seriously. <laughs> like, I'll start blood feuds. <laughs> Meet me out in the fucking parking lot, dude. We'll settle this. <laughs> yeah, man. Meet, meet me at the Wendy's car park. We'll settle right? this real quick. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in the expedition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Uh, yeah, so I, I remember this Blastoise being... Um, it's one of two, I think, two cards that were made by Wizards mm. of the Coast. Um, so... Yeah. Uh, that would be made them right past tense oh <laughs> yeah so made them past tense yeah wizards um wizards no longer uh sorry wizards no longer make pokemon cards wizards stopped uh 2001 like i think wizards made the first five or six sets sorry to interrupt <laughs> oh yeah so i appreciate him educating me on that because i didn't realize that was that was the case so that explains it Mm. And that's why the base, that's why the original Pokemon sets are worth more because they also have that wizard's moniker on them, mm. which automatically is like, no, nah, no, nah, these are premium. You right. think wizards, you think cards, you think right. cards, you think magic. These are on the same level as magic, basically. Right. <clears throat> so aside from all that, I really have nothing else to talk about. That was the end of all of my pre-prepared discussions. So um, I think, unless we have anything, we end the show here i mean i know that we don't end the show but they don't know that yeah, man i'm cool i'm trying to <laughs> trying to think if i saw anything else that i mean apart from gearbox getting bought out who talked about that no we didn't though Did we talk about that on the podcast no no i actually don't know anything i saw something about the gearbox thing but i don't actually know uh, it confused me so jake's going to have to enlighten us all as to what what was happening with that so, 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 uh, like about a week or so ago, um, Gearbox Entertainment, which is obviously people who make Borderlands, people who've made, what else did Gearbox make? Borderlands? Borderlands 1, 2, and 3? Um, <laughs> um, they were bought, like, their parent company was bought by the Embracer Group for $1.3 billion, but Gearbox themselves was bought for like, 350 million which for a developer and publishing studio in themselves 
just seems like a really small sort of purchase because you got to think they also mm. did. Um, I mean, to a lesser extent, they also did Duke Nukem, but they're also right. responsible for things like Half Life, Brothers in Arms. Like they've got some really good. I was going to say Battleborn, but that game's dead now. Thank you. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I just think that's that's a little bit of a, a low ball, and I, I think Embracer. Who I'm trying to think of who the Embracer group is off the top of my head. I will Google it real quick. Embracer group games. I remember listing it. Oh, um, THQ Nordic. That's who it is. So they're the parent company of THQ mm. Nordic. So mm. uh, Darksiders and SpongeBob. Right. <laughs> SpongeBob. Um, but like Elex, uh, like the Destroy Humans game, Ori. That's it, circling back to what you said earlier, Mike. Um, like yeah, I don't know where this game company got 1.3 billion, but like these games aren't like. So I mean, I I got kind of Go ahead. Um, yeah. So I got. That's why I was having a difficult time remembering this because it's it's like parent companies and affiliates and parent companies and, um, you know, it's kind of like a yeah. It's kind of like a take two situation where. Take Two is this major company, but you don't really, um, you don't really talk about Take Two per se. You talk about all of its subsidiaries and how they work, but uh, yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these companies are they're looking at buying more and more smaller studios. No, so so is this ultimately a good move for these for these companies? Yeah, but I think I think the important thing is so what happened. I'm not sure if you guys are aware. With Borderlands Three, obviously it was a resounding success, but they undershot where they wanted to make. Although they had like certain profit targets, and they just didn't hit. Game sold super well, but they were expecting it to be Borderlands Two level of phenomenal. And Borderlands Two is probably one of the best games for the last generation, hands down. Yeah. Um, but um, it just didn't sell well, and um, with where am I going with this? tangent um can you guys still hear me my laptop's just frozen yes yeah yeah we can hear yeah. you we can totally hear him sorry oh good um it's foreshadowing i think what happened is a lot of big youtubers actually got flagged with dmca claims um from producing borderlands 3 content and that was obviously because gearbox was cracking down um it was nothing to do with youtube it was gearbox themselves saying we don't want you making content on our game in any, in any light, which is weird because they were so okay with Borderlands 2, but they cut it off at Borderlands 3. And a lot of YouTubers got a lot of backlash. I think um, my, I think one of my favorites is Morning After Kill. Um, shout out to Mac. Um, he, he basically got banned. He just stopped making content altogether for Borderlands, and he was one of the biggest pushers for Borderlands content, uh, one of the biggest names in the Borderlands universe, or in, outside of the actual game. Um, and he, he had a little PSA thinking and saying that this is great because obviously Gearbox was so not okay with um, with them making content. And then suddenly it was like, no, well, all of those list, lists and, and concerns have been finalized. And I think this is a really good thing for the Borderlands universe because Borderlands 3, as great as it was, felt really stale. So I'd love to see some new blood injected into that. And I think... THQ Nordic has always done relatively good stuff. Um, so I think combining those two companies, you'd probably see some really good spins on that franchise specifically. But, I mean, that's really all I've got to talk about. I think THQ... Oh, did you find out who um, who was looking to buy... Or who Microsoft was looking to buy from last mm, week? No, it, it's, all, it's all rumor and conjecture. Um, there's... Uh, some people are floating the idea that it's going to be Ubisoft. Uh, I talked about it last week. I think it's going to be WB, but there's there's really nothing to hold on to. It, it's all um, assumptions and innuendo. Nothing nothing solid. Don't have that. <laughs> nope. Nope. Don't have it. True. So. Uh, yeah. Um, I have one uh, that I actually find super interesting so uh talking about like getting games hyped and everything uh apparently battlefield 6 is making some huge changes and i was a fan of like 
of Battlefield, especially old Battlefield like Bad Company. Mm. Uh, I, I, li- I liked Battlefield Three, um, and then the last Battlefield, Battlefield Five. Um, they tried to do the whole uh, battle royale thing, and they yeah. tried to like get people more interested in it, and then people were complaining about it. But um, now what they're saying is basically they're revamping everything to where uh, there's now going to be a Battlefield Game Pass. So you're going to get a Game Pass now, like everybody else are just following the trend. Um, you're going to have like a, a uh, basically like a clan ability, so we can create clans inside the game now. You can do that in Modern Warfare 2. You just slap yeah, it, like exactly. your name. That's it. Yeah, I mean, but like they have that. They have that in Call of Duty too. Like you, even in Apex, Apex Legends, Legends just opened up a clubs thing, so where you can get people and you can join the club. Yeah. Um, but um, basically, uh, they're hyping it up a lot right now because they know that the last Battlefield game didn't do so, didn't do very well. It still and, sold 7.3 million copies. It just didn't and, do as well as they wanted it to. And it's crazy because I watch a lot of Jack Frags, and he is a huge Battlefield player. Like he, that's what he started his channel with was Battlefield. And he yeah. he was basically I watched a video from him the other day, and he was mentioning he's like, you know, Battlefield just isn't what it used to be. And so I looked it up, and they're saying, like, the battle, they're doing a new battle pass and everything. So they're going to bring a new microtransaction. So I think they're trying to go follow potentially in, like, Call of Duty's footsteps to where you're going to start having weapon skins, you're going to start having, like, charms, you're going to start having, you know, character skins, even though you just pick, you know, recon or whatever. Like, I'm assuming there could be that kind of stuff in there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to live up to like a hype to where it's either going to crash and burn because they're copying everything now and or they're it's just going to be an absolute great game. I I don't know. So yeah. I'm kind of excited for it. Well, the the thing is that a lot of people prefer Battlefield over Call of Duty, you know. So Right. No, that's been a that's been a that's been a conflict for 10 plus years. What's better, Battlefield or Call of Duty? Right. I mean, if if Battlefield were to do a battle royale kind of thing, and they kind of touched on it with thirty v thirty, but if they were to do a proper battle royale, I mean, would people want to do that? You know what I mean? They like mm. the war. Yeah. Yeah. But if that's the that's the good thing about the only reason why I find Battlefield superior over Call of Duty is because everything's destructible. Yeah, you shoot a fucking rocket launcher at a building, and that shit's gonna blow up, and it changes the battlefield completely. Right, like that's so awesome, so great. Mm. Like if if they implemented that into Call of Duty, Call of Duty would be twenty times unkillable. Yeah, it would. Yeah, yeah, it would. But they're but they don't want. Yeah, yeah, but they don't want to put the time and effort into it because that you know right now they Call of Duty can basically do what like we said last week, like sports games, it's just literally a copy paste. All they do is change the rosters and update who's in it now. Mm. Yeah. Like it's, it's just a copy paste mm. at that point. So, mm. but yeah, I've personally like battlefield is, I find battlefield great just because I haven't really played it in a while just because I've, you know, all the other games that have come out, I'm kind of like broadening my, <laughs> my like game search. Like I was searching steam today and I was like, I want to try something different that I've never played before and like understand why I love playing video games again. You know, like I'm tired of the Call of Duty. I'm tired of the, like, I'm even, I'm so burnt out on Escape from Tarkov right now. Like, I feel like I'm forcing myself to play a game. Mm, mm, and it's, I was mate. talking to, I was playing Apex before this and I was telling mm. the guys, I was like, dude, I'm just like, like Escape from Tarkov, I I got to level 40 in like the first five days and I wasn't streaming. And then I was like, you know, I should probably take streaming a little bit seriously again, you know. And I hit level 40 and now I'm just like, I could search for this, this the <laughs> end game, which is the Kappa container, which is like the end game for the game right now is just you get this container and it's bigger to put more shit in it. Right. But mm. now what? once I get that, now it's just, do I go play PvP and just waste money or do I like... You know, but uh, I so I started just searching everywhere, and it just can I, can I be super honest with you? Yeah, get a Nintendo Switch. 
That's true. I've yeah. honestly been looking at one. That's true. Seriously, I so I bought one. My sister and I bought one when it first came out. We were like, oh, we'll just share it. I reckon I put more hours into that than I put into anything else. I'm talking right. any other console, PS5, Xbox One X, PC. I do dabble on PC very rarely, right. but mate, it just it's a different experience, and it's there's no stress, there's no pressure. It's just I can sit down. And I can play a Mario game, or I can play yeah, a Pokemon game, Pokemon or even, or dude, even uh, Animal Crossing. That game is just <laughs> relaxation. The game you just sit down, you turn your brain off, you pull up some turnips, and you're set. I kind of want to like, I kind of want to download like Zoo Tycoon or something. Yeah, just yeah. do it, just for the fucking memes. Like I just, I, it, I remember playing that game, you know, so long ago, and like. Just now, like, I think it would just be so much fun just to do that. And it's, and the the thing for me, too, is the only reason why I'm, it's, it's hard for me, like, on Twitch is because I play games that are so oversaturated already. Like, Tarkov has, like, 54,000 people in it right now. And the, how <clears> many <throat> of those 54,000 are actually streaming it, you right. know? So it's, like, hard to find a game that's not saturated. And I've tried, and, you know, but nobody wants to sit there and watch you play a walkthrough unless you're doing something on YouTube. Like, you can't sit here and play. I tried it with uh, Tomb Raider, the last Tomb Raider that came out. I tried to play... Such a good game. Oh, so fucking good, man. Oh. Uh, I think I I stayed up, like, three days straight playing that game. Like, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, playing, like, Tomb Raider, like, I tried to do a playthrough on Twitch, and I maybe had, like, an on, on height, like, peak night, I had, like, seven people in there. Mm. And then the next day, it was, like... Oh, we're bored. We already know how the game ends. You know, like we've already seen it. Like you have to play it right when it comes out, and just can just play it every day, or else you're just gonna lose everything because somebody's always gonna be ahead of you. So Man, some, pick up some indie horror games. I've thought about that actually. So I think <clears throat> what I was talking about was uh, playing games like Minecraft that it doesn't end. You know, right? <laughs> um, even when it ends, it doesn't end. You can keep going. And uh, right. it, it's I I wish that this channel was sponsored by Microsoft, but obviously it's not. But Game Pass is hands down the best way to go. And uh, I was suggesting to Squirrely right. that he he pick it up. Sponsored by PlayStation. <laughs> so, um, and as far as the relaxation thing goes, um, my wife and I were playing uh, Tetris Effect, and it, it is the most relaxing game ever. Right. So. Um, if you are a listen, listener or looking for something new to play, I'd suggest Game Pass. Right. So yeah, listen to <laughs> listen to uh, Jake and Squirrely and uh, uh, pick up Game Pass because it's probably the best investment you'll ever have. It's the best bet investment I've had so far. I can tell you that. Right. I yeah. oh I remember I finally remember the game that I was talking about. I think it was was it last week I was telling you guys that Star Wars game. It's Star Wars Republic Commando. Mm. Do you remember oh. that game? Yeah. yeah. And I finally, they have it on Steam and it's free. And so I downloaded it, but it is so awful on PC. Like <laughs> you can't change the graphics. Like it's just so blocky and like even oh. the like controls are super difficult to like figure out. And I was like so hyped about that game. Oh, I used to play sucks. that game all the time on Xbox. And then, <laughs> yeah, but I think I'm going to, I want to try something new, like, you know, try something different on my channel to where, like, if I'm not excited about it, then people aren't going to be excited to watch, you know? So, yeah, yeah. exactly. I think, <laughs> but there's so much out there that... It, yeah, that's true. It's just hard because you want to play these mainstream games, but you, 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 mm. you're kind of forced to. Right. You know? You like, might just be, just do what that YouTuber Corpse Husband did. Just have a super deep voice and make, uh, make 7 million, <laughs> 7 million uh, followers in like a week and a half. That'd be <laughs> fucking fantastic, man. I'm, that's why I'm going to buy tits, dude. I'm going to buy tits. There you go. Hashtag squirrely tits. Hashtag squirrely tits. Hashtag squirrely tits, dude. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Babe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I think, yeah. I... So, I, I, I think, We've reached the end of it, so I think we're, we'll we'll end this episode on Squirly's tits. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My yeah. wife just said, if I get tits, she gets tits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, <laughs> Deal. <laughs> we'll start a GoFundMe. <laughs> Jake's gonna sponsor it. Done. So <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Done. Okay. Yeah, he sent me a picture of a girl, and they're they're you could like probably them. kill somebody with those. Things. <laughs> <laughs> Way bigger, like the size of the TV on the wall. <laughs> yeah, like you could probably watch a featured film, you know, on those things. <laughs> Titty movie night. You could literally, <laughs> you could literally you get a point to re- the projector and they're just like, <laughs> yeah. So I missed all this at the time, but uh, this is this is the send off, and I appreciate uh-huh. you guys listening. Um, and I appreciate Squirrely and Jake hanging out and letting me do redo this recording. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I appreciate. I like it. How, I like how this is Squirrely Sundays, and I'm just I'm. It's when did I become a main host? Is Squirrely yeah. the the special guest, and I'm a main host at this point in time? Yeah, so I okay. I don't even have to talk anymore. It's pretty great. <laughs> so I will catch all of you uh, next week. So appreciate you, and we'll all get back together next week for another Squirrely Sunday. Hopefully, with one fewer technical issue. Hmm. Maybe, maybe we can do that. I'll see you guys next week and I'll see you tomorrow for the roundup. Peace.